the practice of developing loving-kindness with a focus at some point during our session on the neutral person. So much to say about the metta practice. It's such a rich practice that works on so many levels of our being, uh, so many ways in which it deepens and uh, opens our hearts. Uh, But it can be a really challenging practice too, as I'm sure many of you know. Really just to take it as an opportunity to connect, to learn and to grow in all these different ways. There's no way to evaluate or measure, you know, is it the right amount of metta? Does someone else have more? Do I have less? But really just coming back to this intention towards kindness to yourself and towards others. And a big part of this practice is to shift the focus or not to have the sort of controlling intention that we can sometimes have that our metta should be affecting someone else. Um, That that's the measure of whether it's working or not. You know, did you feel that I was sending you metta? You might go home at the end of the retreat and the people are like, what? What are you talking about? I didn't feel anything. Even as we have to sincerely wish and care for the well-being of others as we do this practice, ultimately what we're transforming is our own hearts and minds. And so to keep kind of holding that balance as we practice. Yes, the sincerity of this wish, of this intention towards caring, holding when we're doing it for someone else, this other being in our heart. Yet ultimately, of course, the only thing we can know that we can affect and transform is this, this heart right here. And so it's that way with the neutral person. When we've chosen someone we don't really know, we don't even know what their life was like before or will be like afterwards. We can't have any way to know that so that whatever level of control we thought we might have imagined we had over that, we see here very clearly we don't. There just has to be this sincerity of wishing. So the neutral person can be... um, kind of a doorway, a bridge, you might say, uh, between the categories of beings, people that we know quite well and already care about, self-benefactor and friend. And here's this person who kind of is a representative or a stand-in for all beings. Because, you know, it's another unknown person, just like the countless unknown persons that we can wish well for in the realm of all beings. It's kind of the generic human being, you might say. But we can know about this person that they've had a life full of joys and sorrows. They've had hopes and fears. They've had dreams that have come true and dreams that have been dashed. They've had losses and heartbreaks, relationships that were healing and those were harmful. They've had that whole range of experiences, just like we have. So it also is a doorway to this kind of empathy, 
this breaking of the illusion of separateness, that, that my life and my issues and my challenges are you know, different or worse or better, whatever we might say, than anyone else. Here we get to really fill into this universal wish to be happy and that we share more, far more. We're more alike than we are different. So the neutral person is kind of a doorway into this understanding. And as I said, one of the ways in which metta can be so rich is it just has us hold again and again these truths as we repeat these phrases over and over again. And I'm sure Carol spoke yesterday a lot about this category and how difficult it can be for many of us to find someone who's neutral. You see immediately the dividing, like not liking. You know, as soon as you bring someone to mind, there's something about them, our reaction to them that puts them in one category or the other. So as she said, you know, if it goes that way, find at least neutral going to liking rather than neutral going to disliking. We're still wanting to be a little easy. But even as you've chosen someone and and perhaps practiced with them yesterday, you'll notice your relationship has changed, whether it moved in one direction or the other. And we start to see also that it's not that we love people that we care about. It's if we care, we start to love. That there just has to be this willingness to be open to this other being. And the caring brings on this, without us having to force it, this sense of well-wishing, of love. I'm using love in a very generic sense. We have a, often a um, charged relationship to that word, you know, Hallmark cards and Valentine's Day and, you know, the kind of uh, strong emotions. But just um, love in the sense of metta, of this deep caring, this heartfelt well-wishing, which is the essence of metta. The essence of metta is acceptance, friendliness, and kindness, it's, it's not love in that ecstatic sense, or even intimate sense, but really well-wishing kindness. So it's just a, a doorway to explore how we relate to these different aspects of ourselves, and then this empathy, this caring for others. And as we've said, the idea is to go from where it's really easy to where it perhaps gets a little more challenging with the neutral person because we don't know them, we don't have a backstory there to fill in, to let us connect. But I actually think it's helpful to fill it in a little bit. You know, it's I hear when actors get a role in a film or a play, they'll make a backstory. And I always did that with my neutral person, just the barest, the simplest things. But as I said, to just hold in your heart that this person you know, has had, as I said, a life of all kinds of experiences, pleasant and unpleasant, joyful and really difficult. We know that, as I said, because we're more alike than we are different. So we just let that resonate with us. And, you know, little snapshots of this person in their home, in their workplace. Perhaps there's someone here on the retreat, and you see them around, and you can kind of refresh that connection. For some people, the neutral person is the easiest. 
because there's no charge. There isn't a story. And we can just genuinely contact that feeling of well-wishing. So that's wonderful. Really let that resonate. Really feel the purity of that caring. Because, you know, you can see you're not getting anything out of that relationship. There's no presumably ongoing connection apart from seeing them around occasionally. So it really does kind of let us explore this terrain of the heart in all these different ways, always possible to learn and to deepen and to grow uh, through this practice. And so it's not certainly, as I said, about judging or measuring, evaluating, but just cultivating this intention, this wish, towards kindness, kindness towards ourselves, towards our loved ones, and over time to all beings. So let's settle into that comfortable posture that we invite you to take for the metta practice, allowing your attention to rest in the body a little checking into the posture, finding that posture that expresses a kind of dignity, but also a caring for the body. So always this balance between uprightness and ease, the straightness of the back that allows us to feel alive, strong, and that little bit of relaxation brings in the softness. Connecting with your breath, allowing the breath to be comfortable, whatever that looks like for you right now. Soft breath or deep breath, allowing the breath to open the chest and soften in the abdomen. And perhaps resting the awareness of the breath in the center of the chest, heart area. It's a place to stabilize the attention. Rest the awareness. And beginning with metta for yourself, if that's something that feels right for you to work with, whether it's easy or you know that it's something that is beneficial for you, even if it's not at times easy. If it really doesn't connect with you right now, then just move on to another category where the metta can perhaps open. There's no right in this practice. No one way to practice. But if you're doing metta for yourself, just feel into how you are right now. How is the body? How is the breath? How is the heart? Is 
inclining towards kindness and acceptance. Appreciation even. All of these days of practice that you've done so far with this sincere wish to wake up, be more present, more kind and compassionate. Beautiful qualities of heart and mind, even in the difficulties that you may have had or be having. This is true. There is this wish for well-being, for ease, for happiness. So let the phrases of metta come from that place that can truly acknowledge that for yourself. You do want to be happy. You want to give yourself permission to be happy and safe, at ease. These are our deepest and sincerest wishes for ourselves. Let yourself say them clearly with heartfelt intent. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. Because the category of self can be so complex, some of us have a tendency to judging and criticism, feeling of not worthy. We often offer this phrase, maybe someone has suggested it already, may I love and accept myself just as I am. Just to really point to this kindness and acceptance that is the heart of metta. Again, if that's helpful for you, you can use that phrase. May I love and accept myself just as I am. Modulating the phrases with the breath, if that's helpful, so you don't go too fast and lose the meaning of the words the felt sense. It's finding the right rhythm that allows you to stay in touch with this intention. Not trying to force any feeling, have any expectation. But just inclining towards kindness, very simply.
Now you might choose to stay with metta for yourself or could bring in one of the other categories, wherever your heart is called, where it's easy to feel a metta, the benefactor or friend. Taking a few minutes to connect with this person, what it is you appreciate about them, sense of their being and good qualities. Perhaps say their name. Imagine them smiling at you. Sitting together or walking together, hanging out, whatever your relationship might be with this person. You really tune into the caring the connection, and then you let the metta come from that. Visual sense of them, a felt sense, their voice. Basically saying, how are you doing? I care about you and I wish you well. Whatever words express that for you, for this person.
And now if you wish you could bring in the neutral person. Taking a moment to connect as best you can with them. If you can get a visual image that can be helpful or whatever way you sort of sense their being. The place you usually see them, the bank or the supermarket, perhaps here on the retreat. And using those reflections that I spoke about. That this person's had a whole lifetime of experiences of hopes and dreams, losses and frustrations, joys and sorrows. Sometimes with the neutral person, it helps to use the phrase, just as I wish to be happy, may you be happy. Just as I wish to be safe, may you be safe. Just emphasizes this connection, the empathy, the universal nature of these kinds of wishes. Not looking for any big emotion or strong feeling. Just a sense, here's another human being wants to be happy. Opening the heart to include them in the metta, wishing them well.
for the last few minutes of the meditation, perhaps letting go of any sense of doing, of saying the phrases, of connecting with a particular person, and just resting in this felt sense of kindness. As it says in the sutta, radiating kindness over the entire world front, behind, above and below, to the left and right. Just simply the intention towards kindness without words, without categories, without exception. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.